Masechet Sukkah, Daf Yud Zayin 17, we begin with the Mishnah at the top. Harichuk Kirchik et Asikuch Min HaDefanot Shaloshet Tefachim Pesula. Someone uh, may have space between the edge of the Sukkah and where the good proper Sechach is, um, and it's more than three Tefachim, then it's no good. This is, we're talking about empty space, not Sechach Pasul. So empty space, uh, see the picture here. Um, I like this, okay? Empty space between the top of the wall and uh, and the sechach. Uh, if it's less than three tefachim, then we apply lavud. Any more than three tefachim is no good. So this is the worst thing to have in your roof is empty space. It's worse than having sechach pasul. Uh, we'll try to figure out why. Um, so now we're gonna have several cases of sechach pasul. Bayit shenifchat, so you have a house and the middle of the roof fell in. Uh, if it happens to be uh, 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 around the time of, of Sukkot, you say, oh, fantastic. Now I can use this as a Sukkah. So here you have the problem that uh, around the edge, there is Sechach. There is sechach. Um, even if it's, this is kosher Sechach, let's say it's made out of wooden beams, that are kosher, it still would not be good because it's ta'aseh uh, min ha'asui. But let's say you just want to leave them there. And so you, uh, the middle falls in and you put kosher sechach in the middle. So if there is from the edge of the kosher sechach to the edge of the wall, less than four amot, then that is fine. Uh, we'll see why. Uh, seems the basic reason is because of dofen akuma. We can imagine as if the wall uh, bends over. So this is all part of the wall, which still would mean you can't sit under it. But uh, it, but uh, it's okay. The sechach is still adjacent to, to the wall, so that is kasher. Uh, that's case number one of sechach pasul. Vechen chaser shehi mukefet achsadra. The, uh, and so too, a sukkah that's in a courtyard. So that would be a very similar case, really. Um, looks like this. So you have a courtyard and there's a, a portico, a covered porch uh, in front of people's doorways. So this around here, even if it's made out of kosher sechach material, the problem is it's there all year round. So that would be ta'asev asui. So this is not good. You can't sit under there. But as long as it's less, less than four amot from the edge of the wall to the edge of that portico cover, and then you put sechach in the middle, that's fine. You can sit under the uh, under the new sechach that you put there. Okay, this case seems to be pretty much the same as the previous case. The Gemara will discuss why we talk about both of these, and yet a third one. If you build a large sukkah, so now you're building it from scratch. Since you're building it from scratch, there's no problem of ta'asev um, but you put none, uh, material that is not good, like let's say metal sheets, um, around on the outside. And so, and all the kosher schach only in the middle. So again, here, if there is four amot or more between the wall and the kosher schach, it's not good, but less than that, it's fine. Uh, so you see all these three cases uh, seem to all be borrowing from that, uh, the tool of dofen akuma, a crooked wall. So that is the Mishnah. We have one case of non-kosher, of, of empty space, that's three tefachim. And then we have three cases of um, improper sechach, but there's something there, and that's for amot, as long as it's, it's, it's adjacent to one of the walls. 
Um, okay, so now the Mishnah, the Gemara starts off and wonders about the repetition. Why do you need three different cases to teach us that four amot adjacent to a wall is permitted because of Dofen Akuma? Kol hane lamali siricha bayit mishum abidan. If you told me only the first case, the first case where it's a house, so then I would say, maybe uh, that's in the middle of the house, right? So that's, and then I would say, you know, I, I could apply Dauphin Akuma here. You know why? Because these walls were built for the interior of the house. So therefore, it makes sense to say the wall can continue uh, up, up to the ceiling and it's a, just a bent wall. And so I can apply Dauphin Akuma in this case. But Maybe I would say not in this case, because here these walls are made to be walls for the interior, right? And, uh, but they're not walls for the, for the portico cover. So maybe I would say I cannot apply Dauphin Akuma. These walls, nobody would think that they, uh, they connect to the, to the roof over here. The roof is a separate structure. It happens to be next to it. And so the chidush is, even so, even though these are made as interior walls, nevertheless, I can use Dauphin Akuma and apply this wall as if it uh, turns outwards uh, towards the middle of the sukkah. Um, good. So I have those two cases. So this second one gives me a chidush. And in these first two cases, the, the sechach that's here, the, the non-kosher part, could be made out of good material, but it's just that it's pre-existing was the problem. And so that's why I need this third case. If you told me the first two cases with the house or the port and the portico, even if it's kosher material, uh, it's still uh, still not still no good because it was pre-existing. So I might think, when can I use, apply Dauphin Akuma? When the Sechach is good Sechach material. At least it's, uh, it's, it's, it's more lenient. It's Sechach material. I know I didn't put it on for, uh, for the sake of a Sukkah, um, but at least call it part of the uh, part of the uh, wall, so I could apply Dauphin Akuma, and that's more lenient case. But I might think to say that if it's made out of material like metal, which is totally not good, then I would not apply Dauphin Akuma. So therefore, the third case where I actually built the whole sukkah and 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 um, and put that non-kosher material on it, and uh, I could still say Dauphin Akuma and for and less than four amot is permitted. That's why I need the third case to teach me that. So that's why I need all three cases. Each one is a successive chidush. Now you might ask, just teach me the third one because that's the most interesting. And I don't, I don't need the first two. Um, the answer to that is the Mishnah often does a lozu afzu uh, uh, structure. Uh, this is true. And not only that, also this. And not only that, even this is okay. Um, and that's, uh, even though it is, you, you're right, you could just write the third but that's the way of Mishnah to add chidushim from one case to another. Okay, good. So now that we got the structure of the Mishnah, we're going to go into the content and I'm going to skip to the end. The halacha lemaaseh, so we know where we're getting to, is that if you have empty space, that is three tefachim. That's the most chamur because empty space is really noticeable. It's like glaring, like, oh no, there's a hole in my, in my sechach. So less than three, you're like, ah, that's a small hole. You'll be okay with it. Sechach pasul, however, if it's in the middle of the sukkah, then that's four tefachim, just a little bit more, okay? So um, I guess the idea also is sechach pasul, it's a little bit less noticeable than empty space. 
So if it's more than four tefachim, you're going to say like, hey, what is that? That's a piece of metal in the sukkah. And then it really breaks the sukkah uh, totally. It doesn't seem continuous. But if it's less than four, then it seems continuous and your eye can glide right over it. So basically three tefachim for empty space and four tefachim for there being uh, unkosher roofing material, uh, the same principle that um, you want it to, to be uh, un unnoticeable. Truth is, for empty space, you apply lavud um, in addition. Okay. However, for this is also still halachalamase. If it's at the edge of the wall, then it could be up to four amot, uh, much bigger, uh, six feet. You could have six feet of non kosher sechach, and we'll just consider that all part of the wall. Um, don't sit under it, but it does still connects the wall to the kosher sechach. Okay, that's halacha lemaseh, and that's what we're going to see is some of the opinions, but we're going to see a couple of opposing opinions. The first one is going to be Rabbah. So Rabbah is now going to, is an interesting um, uh, uh, structure we have in the, as, as, uh, coming up. Rabbah is going to recite, uh, tell us, uh, retell a conversation that he had with the students of Be'erav. Amar Rabbah. Since I saw the students in the school of Rav. Truth is that Be'erav can mean just the students of the, of the study house, of the rabbi. But you see here, they, uh, we translate it as Rav, meaning the Amora Rav. All right, I think it, 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 that, that phrase can go either way. We're going to see at the end of the daf that they mean actual Rav here, Rav, the first generation Amora. Um, and uh, Rabbah is a third generation Amora. So he's meeting some of the in-between students uh, or even student students um, from, uh, from Rav. And this is what they said. So they said exactly what the Halakha Lama'aseh is, um, that empty space um, is posel with three tefachim. However, um, non-kosher roofing uh, is posel with four tefachim. Now, four tefachim is not mentioned in Amishnah. Amishnah, Amishnah mentions four amot. Okay, so Amishnah only has two uh, measurements, three tefachim or four amot. Three tefachim, empty space. Four amot is uh, um, metal roofing. That's all three cases in the Mishnah were on next to a wall. It doesn't actually talk about middle in the middle, uh, a metal in the middle of the of the sukkah. So that's where that's where we're not sure. So they say for um, they say four tefachim. Okay, they, they came up with that, not from the Mishnah. So now Rabbah is going to say, you know, where'd you get that from? So Rabbah says, I'm, I challenge those students of Rav. And he says, what's your source to say that three tefachim of empty space is no good? Oh, from our Mishnah, the opening, the first clause of our Mishnah. If the sechach is far from the walls, three tefachim or more, it's no good. Fine. If so, since your source is from the Mishnah, let's continue reading the Mishnah. We have schach pasul. I'm going to call it metal for as an example. Um, also, let it should not be pasul until it's four amot. Uh, so by a house that the roof fell in and you put sechach instead, if there is between the sechach kasher and the wall 
four amot le- or less, or four amot or more, it's no good. Less than four amot would be, would be okay. So you see, I'm just following the Mishnah. The Mishnah only gives two measurements, one for empty space, three tefachim. One for sechach pasul, that is four amot. And so according to me, Rabbah says, even if it's in the middle, it doesn't have to be on the edge. So he doesn't think it's because of dofen akuma. Even if it's anywhere, it will still be fine. All right, so this is, that's his reading of the Mishnah. Now, Ba'amaduli, the Ba is now reporting what the students of Rav told him back. They said, Barminan, right? Like, get stay away from that. Not true. Because both Rav and Shemuel, they both say that uh, the reason why for Amot is okay is because Dofen Akuma, we consider the wall to be crooked. So that only, you can only use that if it's adjacent to the wall. If it's in the middle of the sukkah, then you can't say that. So your reason doesn't make sense. So we have good authority, Rav and Shemuel, first generation Amoraim. Uh, you know, Rav, Rav studied with Rabbi Udan Nasi, so he, he might actually, you know, have inside information about what the Mishnah means. So, ana, this is going to be an ingenious proof, okay, but it's a very subtle. So imagine if you had um, a little less than four tefachim, right, 3.9 tefachim of metal. And you also have space adjacent to it of less than three tefachim. So all, right, so you have 3.9 and 2.9, 3.9 metal, 2.9 empty space, all adjacent to we got to each other. So you can have a little less than seven of all bad stuff, yet it's kosher because these are different types of pisulim. So you put them together. Remember like on Yom Kippur, you can eat, right, less than the kotebet and drink less than milo lugmav, and, right, and, uh, and that's fine. You still would not be liable, even though you did both of those things. So that's okay. Now, here's the interesting part. Malya bashipudin mai. Let's say that empty space, I go and I put metal spits in the middle of it. So here is, um, uh, this is, this is just a picture of what, uh, the, what the halakha l'maseh is, right? Halakha says three tefachim is no good in the middle. Four tefachim is no good in the middle of, of schach pasul. And so here's his case. Let's say you combine both of those according to you, the rabbanan of Be'erav. So this is a little schach pasul, but less, and empty space, a little bit less. You say this is kasher, right? Okay, well, everybody, everybody would agree that this is kasher. Now here's the uh, paradox. Let's say I put metal uh, sticks on the empty space. Now all of a sudden, what are you going to say? Oh, it's pasul, because it's schach pasul, that's more than four tefachim, right? And so, but the paradox is that um, em, uh, uh, metal is more lenient than empty space. So here, I, by, I added metal, which should improve it rather than make empty space. And yet by improving it, now you told me it's not, no, no good. It's kind of like, you know, you're allowed to take um, two, two, two Advil, right? Don't, you can't take three, it's not good for your stomach. You can also take two Tylenol, right? Don't take three, it's not good for your stomach. Can you take them both at the same time? Yes, you can, because they work on different, different ways. All right, so now one Advil is better than two Tylenol, right? So therefore, instead of taking two and two, I can just take three Advil. So no, no, you can't do that, right? So that's a paradox. So that's his challenge to, to them. Now, he would be okay with this, because he would say, you can have four Amot in the middle, six feet, 
uh, total. So he would have, he would say, put, you know, put the metal sheet, uh, um, rods there and he would not have any problem with it. So that's his challenge to the, 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 the students of Rav who came up with this four tefachim because uh, it ends up in a paradox. All right. The three tefachim initially was the glavus, right? Yeah. So we're, we're imagining that the empty space is covered by schach. We're imagining that it's like it's not there. Right, it's not there. So if we add the schach pasul, now it's pasul. <laughs> right. So before it wasn't good. there, now it's pasul. Good, good. Um, so is it lavud? It, lavud is interesting because lavud means you. It's as if as if it's not there, or as if it's connected. But which half is connected? Is it the sechach that's connected, or is this going that way? Um, we not. We don't actually say lavud here. We kind of say it's it's just not noticeable. Um, but you're right. It is also maybe lavud is the same thing that it's not noticeable. Um, right, but you see, yeah, that that you, you, you're getting in, you're getting to the heart of the paradox. Okay, they're not going to take this lying down. Says they said, sorry, Rabba, you're going to have the same problem. Okay, you have a bigger, uh, you're more lenient, and you say four amot is permitted in the middle. So we we present the same challenge to you. Let's say you have 3.9 amot, right? Uh, four or five and a half feet of schach pasul. And then you have empty space, three tefachim next to it. What would you say? You say it's okay. Now, so same thing. Let's say I fill that in. We have some pictures of this, right? So here will be a case where you have four amot. They, they happen to, to put this on at the edge, but it really could be anywhere, according to Rabbah. And then you have, uh, so this is a little more, less than four amot. And this is a little less than three tefachim. This is kasher. And yet, if you would put uh, add metal bars, now you have more than four amot of srach pasul, then this would be no good. According to Rabbah, according to everybody, would be no good. So same paradox. How could empty space, which is more stringent, um, now be a liability, be more helpful, right? Empty space is more stringent. And now I made it better by putting metal there. And that's less stringent because that's four amot, right? And yet, uh, paradoxically, it becomes pasul. So, Raba, what's your answer to that? You're going to have the same problem. So, Vamina lehu ana, hai mai, bishla maledidi damina arba amot. Says, what are you talking about? What comparison is this? According to me, it's totally fine because I say for amot mishum shiura. Velav shiura hu. What he means by this is, I am following the shiura of the Mishnah. The Mishnah mentioned two shiurim, and when there's a general rule, when two things are two different shiurim, they don't combine. Uh, we saw this regarding uh, tum'ah, right? If you have uh, uh, tumat met and tumat sheretz, they are different amounts. So if you put them together, they don't add up. Only if you have two types of tum'ah that are the same, then if you add from you know, two different uh, uh, people, uh, they, will, they will join together. So in general, when you have two different measurements, they don't join together. So I'm following the Mishnah. The Mishnah gave two different measurements. One is three tefachim, one is four amot. And so as long as you don't have four amot, um, it's, it's okay. And three tefachim, it's okay. When you uh, change it to a different type of pesul by adding the, uh, adding the metal, 
and now it becomes sechach pasul. So now you do have a shiur. So that's just basic math. I'm following shiurim, right? Hi, love shiurahu. Kevan de de la shavu shiurah lehadade la mistarfed. That's the rule when two measurements for for different halachot are not the same measurement, they do not combine together. So that's why it makes sense for me not to combine them when it's empty space. And then when you put the metal spits, then it becomes the same type of pesul, and then they do combine. So that's just the way it is. Yes. But you guys, right, the students of Rav, you made up a shiur of four tefachim. That four tefachim, where'd you get it from? That's the amount of area where, where something that has no good sechach is going to be noticeable. Now, really, even though empty space is three tefachim and sechach pasul is four tefachim, and they're different, but they're really essentially the same. The, it's the same in that, that's why I'm, I'm avoiding using lavud a little, because it seems like they're conceptual, he's thinking of them conceptually the same. Your eye doesn't notice a less than three tefachim of space, and it doesn't notice less than four tefachim of sechach uh, pasul. But basically, it's the same shiur. So according to you, since you just, you basically derived the four tefachim from the three tefachim, you just made it slightly, you know, slightly better because there is at least something there. So since it's all about haflaga of distance, then it shouldn't make a difference if, um, if, if I'm using empty space or pasul or pasul and avir, it should all be the same. And therefore, the paradox is okay for me because I have two different shiurim. The paradox is not okay for you, right? Really, according to you, once uh, since they're the same, so they should join together. Even when they're when 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 they're adjacent, they should join together. And you shouldn't even say that the first one is pasul. So this points out the uh, the paradox, the problem of their uh, of their opinion, and they they don't have an answer. Maybe they do have an answer, but Abad doesn't report an answer uh, for them. And that is the end of Rabbah's report of his conversation between himself and the students of Be'rav. Okay, so that's very interesting. Now, Amale Abaye. Now, uh, Rabbah's uh, student, Abaye, is going to come and challenge his teacher. Hold on, not so fast. Even for you, for, for the master. I can imagine, I can come up with a case where the shiurim for empty space and for sach pasul is the same. That would be a small, the smallest, the smallest sukkah. Smallest sukkah is seven by seven, right? And so if it's seven by seven, everyone would agree you have to have a majority of sechach kasher. A majority of seven is going to be four. So uh, therefore, the most sechach pasul you can have is three tefachim, and the most empty space you can have is three tefachim. So you see, I showed you a case where they are equivalent, and therefore they should join together, right? Even according to you, uh, because it's a small sukkah, so that ends up being the being the same, being equivalent measurements. So now come on, that's not the same. Or the reason why they both are three tefachim in that case is not because the shiur is the same. The measurement is 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 uh, is the same in their in their essential law, but rather because you're not going to have enough of a shiur of kosher sechach. 
You need four kosher sechach. And if you have more, if you have more, uh, more sechach pasul, you're not going to have enough kosher sechach. So it's really a problem of not enough kosher sechach. It's not a problem of there's too much bad sechach. So, and so the shiur essentially still remains three tefachim for empty space, four amot for sechach pasul. So that's not a good question. Okay, um, so we reject that. Now, another question that the Gemaraz is going to have about Rabbah and about the general statement that we usually say that if, so, if there are two halachot that use different shiurim, then they do not join together, right? Um, it applies for, let's say, eating. Uh, one is uh, two different isurim of eating, like eating and drinking, or for tum'ah, if something is, uh, one thing is tameh for a kezayit, another was a lentil size, right? They don't combine. So is that true? Is that true across the board? That talks about the um, different, uh, the smallest amount that a piece of cloth will be become tameh. If a piece of cloth is made out of wool, which is most expensive, if it's three by three or more, it becomes tameh. Less than three by three, it's not usable for anything. So three by three is the smallest because this is the most expensive and usable. You're not going to throw it out if it's less than three by three. However, sackcloth, which is cheaper, so that if it's less than four by four, no one's going to use it. You're going to throw it out. It's not a utensil, so it's not mekabel tumah. But more than four, it, four by four it is. Or leather is a little bit less expensive. So there is five by five. And finally, matting, is six by six, because that's the, the cheapest. So each one has a separate uh, shi'ur. So now these are separate shi'urim. So based on your theory that separate shi'urim don't combine, if I took half of this one and half of that one and sewed them together, it would still be okay. Yet, that's not true. According to Abraita, So for example, if you had uh, only five by five of matting, and then I add another tefach of leather around it, right? And I sew it, I sew it together. Then they do combine um, because since I have something that is cheaper and I'm adding something that's more stringent to it, and it's a total of six by six with you know, something that's even more stringent than the matting. So then, yes, it does combine. So that's a question on the general rule that we've been assuming all along. So we answer, Hatam kedekatane. The reason why it joins there together there is because there is another halacha for which the amount, the shi'ud is the same. And that is uh, the tumat midras, the tumat zav sitting on it. If it's made into a cushion and a zav sits on it, then even three by three will become tameh for all of them, right? For all the halachot. So they're all the same. The difference between three, four, five, and six is only for touching, uh, for something tameh touches it, right? So you're right, for touching tumah, the different shiurim, they shouldn't combine. But because there is another type of tumah for which the shiur is the same, so therefore they do combine for that type of tumah, since they combine for the tumat moshav, Therefore, they combine for tumat maga also. So that is a different, uh, that's the reason for that case. So that's exceptional. Uh, but for other cases, it would be okay. Um, uh, even tefach, I said three, I meant tefach. Even one tefach, would, by, one, by, by one tefach will become 
um, will become Tameh, yeah, would sit on it. Okay, now we wonder, tefach al tefach and the ma'ichaze. Wait, what can you use? One tefach wide? That's a very small item. Uh, what can you possibly use that for? You can use it for a patch on a donkey's saddle. Uh, so you're right, you can't make a whole uh, a pillow out of it, but you can make a patch out of it so, and then and sit on it so it's still useful. Okay, good. So now that we dealt with that tangent regarding um, different shiurim joining together. Now, this is a very, very interesting phrase. Everything that we just said before was from the yeshiva of Sura. Sura, that's the, the one that, that Rav established. Um, and so that was the suya from there. But in the Hardea, a different city, they, they taught it in a different way. So this is actually very interesting that there were different yeshivot and they had different curricula. They, they remembered the traditions in different ways. And uh, throughout the Gemara, usually it doesn't tell us which, which uh, school it's from. You can try to figure it out based on the names and see what schools that, that, that they're in. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes you can see a suga is made up of two parts or three parts and, and break down each one's from different school and see how that comes, how it comes together. But usually it's not explicit. So here, this is fantastic. That actually says that was all from Suda. The following is from Neharada. Um, and then it makes you uh, try to figure out what the whole, the, you know, the Tamud Babli in general, is it all basically from one, uh, one school or from another school? Seems to be more Suda, but okay. Anyway, so they teach it differently as follows. And this is going to be a little confusing because Rav's opinion, we just saw the students of Rav who say what our halacha is, right? That this four tefachim is the is posel uh, in the middle of a sukkah. Now, now Shemuel is going to say that, and Rav is going to say the opposite. Rav in the next, in the Haradah, according to Haradah, is going to say what Rabbah said in Surah. Okay, so Rav says two different things now. Um, all right, so here's what they say. Amar, Rav Yehuda, Amar, Shemuel. Sechach pasul, be'ensa, posel barba'ah. Min asad, posel barba'amot. So Shemuel says, if it's Chach Pasul, and in the middle, Arba'ah. Arba'ah is Zachar. So that refers to Tefachim. That's Arba'ah Tefachim. If it's on the side, then Arba'ah. That's Nekeba for Ama. Uh, then Arba'ah Amot. So that's, that's the Halakha. That's what the students of Rav said in Surah. Over here, it's Shemuel saying this. But according to this version, Rav says, whether on the side next to the wall or in the middle of the, the sukkah, it's four amot. So this is a much more lenient opinion that you could have four, um, up to four amot of schach pasul in the middle of the sukkah. This is the same as what Rabbah said earlier. Okay, good. Now a challenge from the Mishnah, Tenan. There's a previous Mishnah that we had in the Pedic, and it says if you place a plank um, that is four tefachim wide, uh, it's kosher. Okay, so that's interesting. Four tefachim wide, that seems that passes the barrier of Shemuel. According to Rav, who says that um, whether it's in the middle or on the side, you have up to four amot. So this is only four tefachim. It's much smaller. So for sure, it's, it's okay. Mishamachi keshera. According to Shemuel, uh, if it's in the middle of the sukkah, then four tefachim is no good. And this plank is four tefachim. So it should be no good. Why, why does the Mishnah say it's okay? 
So he can answer, Or oh, we're talking about a case where it happens to be adjacent to the wall. It's a bit difficult because uh, Mishnah didn't say that, but okay, it could be. That's what it's talking about. We quoted this earlier, but you see that it's, uh, this is the, it, it seems, uh, it makes more sense now that we have um, this background. Okay, now another challenge. That was a challenge to Shemuel. Now a challenge to Rav. Tashema, Shene Sedin Sadinin, Mistarfin, Shene Nesarim, and Mistarfin, Bebimeir Omer, Nesarim, Kestinin. Okay, so we have the following. Uh, we, we also saw this tradition, right? If you have two um, pieces of cloth, um, and each, each one, one was two tefachim and two tefachim. So they join up together to make four tefachim. If uh, cloth is, is not kosher sechach, and uh, so you don't say, oh, I'll treat this separately and this treat this separately, then they're both less than. No, if they put them next to each other, then it's as if it's one big cloth and it makes the whole thing pasul and everybody agrees with that. The question is, what about if it's, what about the equivalent case with wooden beams? If I have two wooden beams, now it doesn't say how big they are, right? So that's what we're gonna discuss. But let's say you have two wooden beams, each one by itself is okay, but then together, if they were one plank, it would not be okay. And that, so that's the case. And uh, that is the machloket. So two nisarim and mistafit, Tanakama says, they do not join together, that you can consider each plank separately. Bibimir says it's the same as um, it's the same as sheets, that you consider them together, uh, you add them up. Okay, so now it doesn't say how much is uh, how much is how much it is. So let's try to figure it out. Sorry, this is a, no, this is another proof for Dav and a question on Shemuel. Like the previous. Um, it's okay for Rav. Ben ba'emsa ben minasad arba amot. My mistarfin mistarfin arba amot. According to Rav, he says that four amot is the um, is the uh, maximum is the minimum is the maximum of schapasul you can have. So what would be mistarfin? That would mean let's say you have a plank that's two amot. That's okay because only two amot, right? Because it could be up to four. And you have another plank that's two amot. Uh, now, if it was separate, that would be okay. But let's say you put them next to each other. So now, and they have four amot. So they're mistafin, right? And it's no good. Each one by itself would be okay. But put them, putting them together, you consider it like all one piece of four, uh, four amot, and it's pasul. So you see, that makes sense. He can, uh, he can readily explain uh, the Tanakhama's opinion. According to the other opinion of Rav, meaning the previous version from Sura, where Rav said the, the basic halacha, or according to Shemuel, Ridley could have asked this on Shemuel also, but it's asking between the two versions, right? It's challenging the Sura version. This is why I couldn't say that the, 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 the students of Be'erav just means the Bet Midrash, because here it's, they're talking about Rav himself. Uh, so anyway, according to that other version in which Rav said in the middle, uh, only four tefachim is posel in the middle. So what kind of ca- what case could it be? If it's if if the plank each plank has four amot, right? The four tefachim. If each plank has four tefachim, four tefachim is already no good. Even one plank is no good. What do you mean joining together? Every each plank by itself, even if they don't join together. And if it's less than four tefachim, let's say it's two tefachim. 
then what two tevachim, two tevachim, two tevachim, that's great. Two tevachim is a is a regular piece of schach, right? I could put all of them like that, right? That's 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 what I always use. Uh, what else are you gonna use? And so what do you mean? Why should it join together to be pasul, right? This is just like putting a lot of bamboo sticks. That's totally fine. So what is what kind of case is it talking about? Oh, you can answer. You know what this tradition is talking about? That um, each plank is four tefachim, in fact. And it's not in the middle, because the middle wouldn't, wouldn't be good, but rather it's on the side. And so if you have one plank of four tefachim on the side, that's okay. If you have another one, still okay. Still okay, because you can do up to four amot. But once you have up to more four amot or more, now they join together to make, uh, to be like one. And then, so you can apply dofen akuma as long as this whole thing is less than foramot. Once there's foramot, it's no good. Even though it's, they're all separate pieces, they do join together. So that's what the joining together is talking about for the law of dofen akuma. Okay, so he can explain the Mishnah that way. Um, and um, Okay, next we're going to get into a different uh, thing altogether. So we'll stop here. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen.